The text for our sermon on this All Saints Sunday is from the epistle, but also keep in mind, keeping in mind the Holy Gospel, that all the Beatitudes, all these blesseds, they belong to us by faith. And those who've died in the faith, who've gone before us, now they see that. They see that all their glory is the righteousness of Christ and not in any of the works we've done ourselves. But indeed, these blessings are yours free. And from the epistle, we see that St. John, when he writes, he, he asks, or he points out the fact that the world does not know us because it doesn't know Jesus. And so today we, we contemplate that the glory of the Christian saint is more than meets the eye. So God's grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The glory of the saint is more than meets the eye. Today we celebrate the feast known as All Saints Sunday. The reading from 1 John says, Beloved, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet appeared. Today we know that these beatitudes, they are ours. Even though they don't appear with us right now, by faith in Christ, having fulfilled every one of these beatitudes, his inheritance is yours. But this idea that the glory of the church, the glory of a saint, is more than meets the eye, I stumbled on this idea in a poem written by poet laureate Rudyard Kipling. He has a poem that's titled, Glory of the Garden. In this poem, the title is taken from one line that is repeated. And that line is, the glory of the garden is more than meets the eye. Kipling's point in his poem is that a beautiful garden is the result of much hard work that you never see. You see a beautiful plant, but you didn't see the work, the waking up early that the gardener did to tend that beautiful flower. You don't feel the aching back of the gardener who bent over hours on end tending this beautiful garden. You don't smell the manure that fertilized all the vegetables and the gardener himself got his hands dirty in so that all may glory in this beautiful garden. The glory of the garden is more than meets the eye. Kipling ends the poem with this stanza. He says, oh, Adam was a gardener, and God who made him sees that half a proper gardener's work is done upon his knees. So when your work is finished, you can wash your hands and pray for the glory of the garden that it may not pass away, and the glory of the garden it shall never pass away. This stanza, this sentence, the glory of the garden is more than meets the eye, could certainly be used to describe much of the Christian faith. It could be used even to describe Christ himself. When folks looked at Jesus and his glory, where there was more glory than what met the eye, he was more than just a little baby born in the manger. His whole life, even leading up to his cross, where what was happening was more than what meets the eye, 
We can keep this theme even now in the New Testament church. You, the body of Christ on earth, there is more glory than what meets the eye. The sacraments, baptism, and the Lord's Supper, there is there more than what meets the eye. Today, as we celebrate all saints, we remember that you and those who are found in Christ, to them, there is a glory that is more than what meets the eye. Where the glory of the saint is more than what meets the eye. Now, many of us try to say our glory is more than what meets the eye. Many times when we get caught in a sin, we say, yeah, I, I lost my patience with you and I'm, I'm sorry, I, I, I really am a nice person. There's more glory than what meets the eye. Officer, I was speeding, but I'm always a safe driver. There's more glory than what meets the eye. We're always tempted by our sinful nature to credit ourselves with, with more than what meets the eye in our daily lives. We think we have a, a righteousness of our own, which is ours because we're such good people. Yes, I messed up, but really I'm better than you think. We like to redirect the truth and many times, many times we are exactly as we appear. Tired, angry, we lose our patience. Instead of building one another up, we like to tear one another down. You are not as glorious as you look, we accuse. And I mean, we like it when certain other people get caught. I always knew that politician was rotten. Our sins certainly do show there's more than meets the eye to our sinfulness. To be honest, the evil that we think in our hearts that never meets the light of day far surpasses the evil we act out. Thanks be to God that the Holy Spirit helps us. Helps us to avoid temptation and remind you that you have a duty and a responsibility as a Christian to turn away from outward sin. We have a duty to guard our lips to keep our hands from evil, to not repay evil with evil, but with forgiveness, to not hold grudges. But if you're anything like me, the glory that I seek is, is a glory that the world loves, the glory that is more than meets the eye that I often desire is, is this glory that the world rewards. Rarely do we seek after the things that Jesus describes in our gospel lesson as true glory, as true blessedness. Look at the things Jesus listed are the things that we should glory in. Meekness of heart. Spiritual poverty. Mourning. These are not exactly things we desire in a world where the only glory is the glory that meets the eye. Strength, might, power, your way or the highway. That proves yourself to be a good person. Your actions take precedent over all things, but that's not how God sees glory. God's word sets before us today 
what is actually our glory, what makes us saints, the work of Jesus. If you heard in our reading today, there was this line that says, everyone who thus hopes in him purifies himself. Purifying yourself is confessing you can't purify yourself. You need someone else to do it. You need someone to take away all of your sins and to cleanse all of your good works. It's not what meets the eye that makes you a saint. It's not that we can somehow gain our sainthood by anything we do. That's not what our text says when it says, he who purifies himself. Our sainthood comes not from our works, but from the works of Christ. There is indeed a glory in him that is more than meets the eye, and you indeed also have a glory that you don't see in the mirror. You may see your sins, you may feel your burdens, you may see and feel the attacks of the world, and you may be tempted to fight back with vengeance. But God declares you forgiven of all these things you feel and see. He says, I don't see it because of my son, Jesus. He declares you forgiven. Jesus, when he went to the cross, he was despised. What people did see with their eyes was accurate. Jesus was scorned. He was, as we sing, stricken, smitten, and afflicted, but there was more than what met the eyes. What was not visible was the most important and probably the worst part, that Jesus on the cross was scorned by God because he's carrying your sin. This is what was not seen with eyes, but only through faith. He who knew no sin became sin for us, the sin of the world, even the sins of those who scorned him, who did not want the glory of God, but wanted the glory of the world. There Jesus carried the sins, even of those not yet born. Jesus carried your sins and mine. This also is something we don't see but we grab onto it by faith. And if you think about it, Christ is, is not the only one that we look to by faith. John says, we are not yet as we will be. We're not yet fully saints, my friends. We, as the hymn we just sang says, we feebly, feebly struggle they in glory shine. On this side of heaven, we will not only see our own sins, but we will see each other's sins. We will still struggle when we suffer at the hands of the world and at the hands of others. We see each other's faults, especially those that we know who we are the closest to, our family and friends, our fellow members of this church. We shouldn't say when we sin against one another, oh, I'm not that bad. There's more than meets the eye. No, we should own our sins. We should confess our sins before God and one another 
Because, as you remember in the poem, half our work is done on our knees. That of prayer and confession. If you've not confessed to offending those closest in your family, or even here at church, if you've not owned up to your sin, you are being deceived by the devil. This is why it's great that we have one worship service on All Saints Sunday. We're all gathered together as one congregation. Even as John sees in Revelation, today is a day to remember that we are declared saints because of the work of Christ. And his life is yours. Jesus has lived a perfect life but it is credited to your account. That person sitting next to you in the pew, to them, Jesus credits righteousness by faith. In God's eyes, they're forgiven. You may feel like you've missed the mark in life, but God says, I give you a glory that is more than meets the eye. God plants you in his garden, the church. He surrounds you with people who benefit from your faithfulness. Just as we will be all gathered around the Lamb, so too we gather around the Lamb as we fight, as we are soldiers who have the victory. But All Saints Day is not just a day we think about ourselves, but those who you love who've died in the faith, those whose struggle is over, those whose battle against seeking a glory of the world at the expense of being faithful to Christ, they no longer have to worry about that. Even though we might know their sins, they might have sinned against you in very deep and hurtful ways. We know their bad habits. We lived with them and their weaknesses and where they fell short of the glory of God. Today, John tells us they no longer struggle. They no longer fight with their sins. They no longer have to argue against the devil. We can rejoice that those we love no longer have the day-to-day -day struggle that you and I are still involved in. They are no longer tempted to live life just according to the glory they see with their eyes. This is the beautiful thing. They see glory and the truth for what it really is. There's not more than meets the eye for the saints who are around the throne of the Lamb because they see Christ fully who He is now. They see the glory of Christ for what it really is. And how now, in this life, how meaningless the chase after riches, the chase of possessions, and all the things where we think glory is found in this life, all the worrying, how hollow popularity and success and the glory of the world really is. They can now attest to the beatitudes that Jesus speaks of. They now see these beatitudes as more glorious than anything in this life that tempts our flesh. Who are the true saints, we ask? Where is this glory? 
that is beyond the eyes. We hear from our reading today who the saints are. They're the ones who are gathered around the Lamb. They're the ones who found contentment and fulfillment in Christ. They believe and confess that there's more than meets the eye. That in their baptism they were sainted, they were cleansed. That in the Holy Supper of Christ's body and blood, they're gathered around the Lamb. We no longer thirst for the approval of the world. We no longer hungry for temporary glories that this life offers. The saints are holy. It means we're set apart by God for Jesus' sake. Holy doesn't mean without sin, but set apart. Set apart that we keep fighting against sin and so that our lives would reflect the reality of who we are in Christ. The saints of God know that there is a glory that's more than what meets the eyes because half the gardener's work is done upon his knees. Not only among one another, not holding other sins against one another, but when we also gather here as the church, there's more than what meets the eyes. It is here in the presence of Christ that our song is the same song that John hears in his vision of Revelation. It is here when Christ brings heaven down to you. You don't have to look for visions or miracles. Here, heaven and earth are joined together. Here, we are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses. Here, we are with angels and archangels and all the company of heaven. Here, there is more than what meets the eyes. Christ is here with all the hosts of heaven. And he bestows upon you a glory that is more than what meets the eye. But in the end, you too will see that the glory of the gardener will never pass away. And may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord.